I wanted to take that. I wanted to create the experiences that I want as a fan, taking the things out of taking the stuff that the amazing things that are happening on the pitch, but then also being really creative with it as well. Trickshot does just that. So we, we, we capture the game and then we add the creativity and then we produce augmented reality experiences or virtual experiences all from what's happened on the pitch. This is the Sports Tech All-Stars podcast, showcasing outstanding startups and initiatives in the global sports tech ecosystem. From Sports Tech X, the leading source for data and insights about sports tech, here is your host, Roan Malhotra. All right, welcome back everyone to another episode of the Sports Tech All-Stars podcast. I have with me today somebody from, well, an industry that we've talking talked about uh, in some of our content this year in terms of innovation and broadcasting technology. I think that's going to be a big theme for 2023, especially with so much investment that we've seen from across the, uh, across the spectrum, from uh, premium rights uh, holders who are now, it feels like it's good times for them as every big tech company gets into... Uh, the streaming game, whether it's um, Facebook or Amazon or Apple, everybody's interested in live sports. To uh, Right across the value chain, we've seen so much investment in companies over the last year in automated sports production, especially uh, the likes of Pixelot and WSC Sports and Veo and all these big companies investing in automated sports production. So there is a lot of money being invested in sports production, taking sports to a wide audience. And there's more innovation to be done there. We've seen different formats in which uh, this is taken to audiences. And one such thing is around volumetric data and playing with live sports as it's being broadcast, not just letting it be men or women on a field to play. Uh, and one such company is Trickshot. And I've got the founder, Simon Thompson, on our podcast today. Welcome to the show, Simon. Oh, it's great to be on here. Thanks so much. Brilliant, Simon. I'm going to let you do the heavy lifting of explaining to us what exactly TrickShot does. Uh, full disclosure, I mentioned to Simon, I came across the solution while just doing some research. I think the team, somebody from the team pinged it to me. I liked it. I thought that, again, it fits in with some of the themes that we're talking about, also the theme for this month of innovation in fan experiences. And I think uh, this is one amongst them. So before we get to TrickShot, Simon, I want to hear about you. What is your background? Where do you come from? and what, I guess, brought you to this path of, of setting up this company. Brilliant. Thanks so much. So um, so I've worked in the XR space, so mixed reality, so that's augmented reality, virtual reality, for almost 10 years now, um, working predominantly with brands, um, producing kind of uh, innovative uh, brand experiences on uh, using these mediums. And for the last kind of six years um, before I started TrickShot, I was at Verizon and in their XR team and we had studios all around the world and Verizon being the, the, the kind of huge company that it was, we also had did a lot in sport. And even though I was across all the different types of like ways that you could execute in mixed reality, the one, the one use case that stood out so strongly to me of, uh, of, of why you need of, of, um, for mixed reality was sports. And I'm a sports fan myself, but it, just from a more a kind of technical point, there's just a, a, a great opportunity 
of taking what's happening on the pitch and then putting it into all of these three these three D worlds. I think if you put like a bit of a comparison, a lot of people when they've done mixed reality projects, they do things maybe that is uh, dancing or people like recording themselves as a keynote volumetrically, and, and most of it is kind of one person standing still, looking forward and playing the guitar or whatever it may be. But you think you you think about the movement that is involved when you've got. Uh, 22 footballers all on a pitch and they're all moving in these incredible ways and their bodies are moving in the incredible ways, that's absolutely ripe for mixed reality because you, then you're taking that, 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 that content and that, that movement and you're, you're putting it into a 3D space, which is super exciting for me. So, um, so uh, last year I left Verizon and set up TrickShop because I wanted to kind of I, I wanted to take that. I wanted to create the experiences that I want as a fan, taking the things out of taking the stuff that the amazing things that are happening on the pitch, but then also being really creative with it as well. So, um, so we, so we, we formed TrickShot, and TrickShot does just that. So we, we, we capture the game, and then we add the creativity, and then we produce augmented reality experiences or virtual experiences, all from what's happened on the pitch. Brilliant. Um, I think the theme, you've hit the nail on the head. Like once you capture this 3D volumetric data, um, there is so much you can do with it. And one of the things that you're doing with it, at least from what I can see, I want to hear more from you, from your website and the videos that I've seen, is that you're playing with animated formats or animation of those, uh, let's say, sporting moments. And that especially has been a big theme over the last year or so. We've seen the NFL with Nickelodeon. Uh, playing with animation of live sports. I, I just spoke about it on on our last episode of our Sports Tech Weekly show um, about the NHL on announcing a partnership with Disney, about literally animating the live game on a different channel, which is to engage with younger audiences, right? So that's one application. Is that an application that you feel, let's say it's a primary application of what you guys are doing, or let's say there are a lot of other things that you want to focus on more than just animating for kids. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a great question. So, and I think this is this is why we've kind of created Trickshot. It's because we we feel that so far with sport, a lot of it has been kind of like right. We're going to that it's all about the broadcast, right? And it's this one this one amazing product, and the broadcast is incredible. But we know that there's kind of a drop off in in younger audiences that are then are they going to kind of sit through ninety minutes of it of a game? everything is a competition for attention, right? So they, they, what, what sport's competing against is they're, they're competing against um, gaming platforms and social platforms that are using kind of 3D interactive elements, right? So felt social filters, AR games, things like that. And sport at the moment, when you've got kind of a watching, watching a game for a certain period of time, maybe is not holding the attention of that younger audience for, for as long as possible. So what I think... Um, we've been doing, and we've done this with um, uh, with AFC Wimbledon to just kind of show what's what's possible. Is we take the the we if you capture the game in three D, so you know all of the movements of the players, um, and then what we what we've done is we wanted to explore a couple of different use cases. So one of them is uh, what would happen if you put that into a social if you put it into kind of social apps and you created augmented reality highlights. That means being able to open up your phone and see the game laid out on the pitch. And I think 
what you need to do when you think about that is it's, it's, it's a slightly different lens. It's not a broadcast model. No one's going to stand with their phone like that for 90 minutes. But what they might do is they might get really creative and produce more content off the back of it. So then when they're um, somewhere famous, when they're a big landmark, maybe they'll make LeBron James huge and his dunking into Tower Bridge um, as well, like using augmented reality. Yeah. Or or they're like or someone's just dunking into their cereal in the morning. Like you could there's there's fun things that people can do and you're giving that those tools to the users and they can create their own content. Equally, another use case that we that we found really interesting that we've been exploring is the idea of like recreating those recreating those moments. So, what we did with with Wimbledon is we took a, a free kick and um, and it kind of goes over over the top of the wall and then right into the top ha- top right hand corner. Really, really sweet strike that um, that the player did. And I know that when I was a child. I used to try and recreate goals myself and like pretend to be Alan Shearer and put my hand up and run about. Right. And so that, that, that's a use case that we know people are doing that, but kids are doing it in a different way. Now they want, they want to be able to, um, they want to be able to try and not only have that experience, but they also want to capture it themselves and show everyone else. I can score like, um, like their favorite, their heroes are on the pitch. So we created a, a, an app that allows you to lay out all the players of what happened on the the professional pitch at your home pitch. So you go to your local goal, you scan the goal, and then you lay out an augmented reality, life-size players all around you. You set up your camera, and then you try and take the same free kick that the the, the professional player did. You capture it, and then you can upload that to social. So it's a completely different use case. It's It's not a broadcast experience, but it's an interactive experience that these guys can be can be having so they can feel closer to the game and closer to their heroes and then the final use case that we've been exploring that i think is really interesting is being able to take what's happening on the pitch and then put that into a completely different stadium a completely different pitch and an environment and we did this when i was at verizon we kind of we took a rugby game that happened at um uh 2019 the world cup and then we put it into like a uh, like a, a studio kind of black and white setting, very different environment studio. But then we also put it into um, into like a New York City scape. So the players were huge. They're like Godzilla running about, passing the ball, smashing into, into um, skyscrapers. And then we also did like a Game of Thronesy kind of like otherworldy with dragons running about. All of these things, totally possible. You can create these whole worlds. You can take the sport out. And then you can put it into into these these new worlds, and that's got good storytelling. And like we've seen it, like the, the stuff you've ex- you've shown the Nickelodeon, that's the first kind of step of it. But what what we can get to is like these really fully virtual, so everything get rid of strip all the stadium away, and that's a great opportunity for brands and partners. If you imagine like imagine if it's like Netflix and Stranger Things, the new series is coming out. And you could you could hit the uh, for the NBA. You could push a button, and then suddenly you're in the upside down, and the whole the whole of the um, the basketball court is all like in the upside down, and all of those effects and everything else. That's a great brand partnership for the NBA, but it's a great brand partnership for Netflix as well. So, so there's a lot of kind of creative possibilities of putting sport into into new worlds. Um, so yeah, so we, we, we're we're interested in these different use cases, and to be honest, we're only really scratching the surface of what's possible. But we know that. It wouldn't be possible if you didn't have the 3D data, if you didn't have a 3D model. Because if you use a 2D capture, 
it doesn't work. You don't know what's happening on the other side, yeah? But if you've got 3D capture of the, the games, then suddenly, boom, you can do so many different things. Absolutely, and that's the power of the, um, let's say, of capturing that data, what you, what you just said. Uh, a couple of use cases that I want to add, I've seen different solutions. One where there can be a highlight, say, of Alan Shearer with his hand up and all that, and you can morph your face onto it. So I'm suddenly Alan Shearer with uh, scoring an incredible goal. <laughs> yeah, nobody's going to buy that probably, but uh, maybe they'll, they'll buy a shot of uh, me with an own goal or ramming my head into the post. But stuff like that, that's fun stuff. So it's not, it's, it's not just about the goals in that there's capturing all sorts of interesting moments that happen on the pitch and relaying them, making them available uh, to a wider audience to, to play with within some realms, uh, within some uh, guidelines perhaps. Um, but yeah, just encouraging the experimentation. One quick question. So just about, uh, about the company itself and then we'll, we'll come along to the product, maybe some technical stuff. So how long have you guys been around uh, maybe you've already mentioned AFC Wimbledon. Uh, how big is the team? Um, who have been some key projects that you've been working on? Walk us through your journey so far. Yeah, cool. So um, we are five people. We're all based in uh, close to London. Um, we uh, we only launched. We launched less than a year ago, um, and our main kind of period that we've that we've started in, we've been in a let's kind of find out what these use cases that people would want to have. Cause it's quite difficult. It's quite difficult to kind of say, Oh, should we do this or do this? It's, it, it's, it's so much easier when we say, Hey, look what we did with Wimbledon and, and, and show it. So we, we did this uh, partnership with Wimbledon where we captured what they, what they had and then explored three or four different use cases with them and also explored how we can, integrate into other platforms as well so because we don't think that sport should be in one place and because the fans aren't in one place we think it needs to go to lots of different uh lots of different platforms whether that's integrating with roblox or tiktok filters or the 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 sports league's own app all of those places have got different ways that they're engaging and then they need they need a different experience for all of those places as well so, um, so what we've built through some of those use cases now, and what we've been doing in the background is we've been building a platform that does that ingests the data, produces an experience, and then can be able to push out to the different the different platforms afterwards. So now we're um, since we launched, we only kind of launched the Wimbledon stuff uh, just before Christmas. We've just had so many people reach out to us, being like, "This is cool. What do we do?" Uh, and now we're having lots of really interesting conversations with leagues and teams, and brands, and those kind of end platforms as well about how we can integrate with those ones. Uh, lots of really interesting conversations about how we can tie all those pieces together. Stay up to date with all things sports tech and sign up for our newsletter. You'll get a monthly breakdown of the most important developments in the global sports tech ecosystem, paired with exclusive interviews with industry leaders. Get all of this and more delivered directly to your inbox. Sign up today at sportstechx.com. Yeah, I was actually just going to address that next, which is that when you have technology that is so interesting and so new, um, the applications are endless, right? Everybody wants wants a piece, and it's up to you as founders 
uh, and as the founding team to try to bring focus to the conversation. Who are we really, which is the, let's say, what is the priority in which we're going to start to solve problems? Everybody has a problem. Everybody wants our solution. Um, but who are we going to focus on? So what has been that for you? Who are you targeting right now? Is it is it rights holders? Is it broadcasters? Is it brands? Or are you trying to do a, a bit for everyone? Like, how are you approaching this? Um, so... We talk to everyone. We lo- we love to have lots of interesting conversations, <laughs> but I think our, but what I think is the most the, interesting use case for you to solve? I'll, 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 I'll tell you now. I'll tell you now. It's it, it's the sports rights holder because I think right. for them, it's it's a huge opportunity for them to set themselves up of 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 one increase their fan growth, especially with a younger audience. So like it's a it's an it's an investment in the future for them to be starting to build these use cases, and then also. It's a uh, it's a potent, it's a, it's a great platform for them to be having conversations with partners as well. So for them to be talking to them, and it all hinges off those amazing rights. So if we right. don't if we don't have the rights to do anything, trickshot doesn't work. So for us, right. the most important kind of player is who owns the rights. Who owns the rights to the the, the, the content? Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, you have to get to the source if you're. As you said, you're building something interesting. If you don't have access to the core IP, uh, then I guess anybody can pull the plug, and it makes the solution tricky. Let's say for you to for you to roll out. Um, I want to peek under the hood a little bit, uh, not too much. But like I said before, we don't need to know how the sausage is made. But I want to see just to get a little whiff of it. Uh, how exactly are you capturing this data? What technology are you using? Do you have like major infrastructure? Let's say because it sounds like it would require expensive equipment on each venue to be able to capture volumetric data uh, or are there is there some hack that you have that makes it much simpler so um so what we've what we've been doing is that we've been um kind of data agnostic because already at the different um uh, data capture agnostic because already at different leagues they're already starting to do this kind of data capture so you saw at the world mm-hmm. cup they had the semi-offside, um, uh, semi-automatic yeah. offside. That was only created because they were tracking 26 body parts, which is called yep. markerless motion capture. So, um, so there's a, some that is starting to come in almost as standard for quite a few sports leagues and teams of different um, uh, different entities. So we can ingest that. Most of those kind of come through in the, in a very similar format. We can ingest that into our platform. But really what that is, is that's just a collection of like, um, of coordinates. It's like the, coordinates, um, yeah. Simon's elbow jo- joint is here and now it's here. Um, yeah. the, the, the layer that we put on top of that is it's the, the avatars. So what is Simon going to look like? What's his outfit, the effects, the virtual location, and then also the, the levels of kind of interactivity of like, well, if, if I score a goal like this, then what's going to happen and what's going to kind of go around it? And then the then it's the integration into a TikTok or a Roblox or whatever the other the other kind of platforms are. So we've um, so for a sports rights holder, the uh, uh, a lot of them are already looking at markerless motion capture because it's good for officiating, it's good for yeah. tracking for kind of the sports science, it's good for. Um, uh, it's good for almost like for, for performance as well. They're, they're looking at it like because then they can track the shoulders and they can see how yeah. much they're looking the forward and all of yeah. those kind of things. So um, they're already looking at that. But then I'm coming in and saying, "Oh, you, you've got this. You've got this amazing data. 
I think I can help you grow your fan base and I think I can have really interesting partner conversations and I think I can uh, I, I start growing communities in different places rather than just the broadcast um, with this data. Um, we're a kind of SaaS platform, so we, we, we're just about kind of ingesting what they've already got and or kind of guiding along the process to get that capture, whichever it may be, uh, and, then, and then distribute out to the other places. Sounds interesting. And um, so we touched on the on the data capture. Now let's talk about distribution a bit. Are you already capable of doing this real time in all the different formats or is it still a processing? I don't know. How, what is your turnaround time for processing that it takes to take this data and then push it out in some sort of interesting format to a broadcaster or to social media? I think I think we're 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 getting our platform to a place where it would be minutes not hours after an event happens. I think real time is on the horizon. It's something that we'd be working towards. Um, but but, the, but the, the way we know that it needs to be fast because the half-life of this content just drops off like after the game. So um, it, it, we would need to be fast. But um, yeah, we, we're, we're like that at the moment. Brilliant. Okay. So we've covered, I think, a lot around, let's say, the technical aspects of the solution, what you guys are doing. Um, you want to focus on, let's say, rights holders, but as you said, you're open to all sorts of conversations. So if anybody's interested in checking out the uh, the tech, I don't think we've done the website plug yet. It is trickshot.dev, T-R-I-C-K-S-H-O-T.dev. And uh, Simon, if they want, somebody wants to reach out to you, before you move any further, they want to reach out to you, where should they? Um, probably, probably on LinkedIn is probably the easiest way. So um, Simon Thompson uh, on LinkedIn, you should be able to find me. Got it. So check out this interesting tech. Like as Simon said, whether you're a rights holder, a media company, a, a brand, anybody who's looking to has some sort of idea what they want to do with live sports in terms of using volumetric data to create engaging experiences, I think TrickShot is a solution that you can reach out to. All right, we talked about some of your uh, recent successes, your pilot with um, uh, with AFC Wimbledon. What has been the biggest challenge in uh, getting to where you are in the last year that you've had to encounter, either from data collection or data distribution? The tech itself is, is difficult to execute. I think... Um... I think until we did the Wimbledon, uh, the the Wimbledon example, my biggest my biggest challenge is 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 just trying to explain something that is very different from what people are used to seeing of sport. So sure. it, this is this is it is it's in a it's a completely different uh, environment. And also, I think if if we're honest, that a lot of the the people that. Um, uh, a lot of the people in the industry maybe are are, are, are are not fully ingrained into like what the the kind of youth culture as well are are, are are looking at. So until they can until they can see it and they can see the results, then then it's hard for them to understand. But then once we once we once we once we once we built with um, uh, that working kind of demo with with Wimbledon, then it's it's just so much easier to say. Well, look, here's a virtual stadium, but it doesn't have to be this stadium. It could be this. It could be this. It could be that. And then suddenly the eyes light up and they go, oh, right, I get it. And then everything kind of comes from that. So you, sometimes it's cliche, but you've just got to you've just got to try it and just yeah. build something just to show what, what is possible. That's a good point. I don't know if somebody's missed the idea. We use terms like volumetric data and 3D image capture a lot, but essentially you have to see it to believe it. So I encourage you to go to the website to, to check it out. Essentially, it's just 
taking a, a live game or a, or a sports moment and converting it into uh, a virtual format or making it uh, uh, virtually, let's say, consumable. Um, all right, so we covered uh, a few different things. What's coming up for the company? What do you guys need next? Are you? I hope there are more proof of concepts so or pilots that are coming up. Um, are you raising a funding round? What's happening? Um, so we are... Um, We've got lots, uh, I, I, I'm a bit hesitant because it, we're not like at announcing stage, but we've got lots of very interesting conversations going on at the moment. Um, big leagues and big clubs. And uh, what we'd be looking to do is, 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 is deliver our solution at the highest stage. And that's when, we, right. that's when you get such great, because, because we're, we're, this is so new, you want those big data sets of like huge audience sizes, then you can start seeing what's working and what's not and, and, and start kind of iterating on it. So it's super exciting for me for us to be having these conversations with really big um, big entities because that's where we can get more of our learnings and just keep on improving the product. Fantastic. Look forward to more news and uh, updates with uh, you dropping some big names in there. Uh, yeah, best of luck to you. And the team um, on executing on some of these uh, projects. Um, all right, Simon, I think that's me done with all my questions. I do have one last one, though, before we end the episode, which is my favorite one to end the episode with. Uh, I like to believe we're all sports fans first. So, what has been your favorite sporting moment? Yeah, so um, there's lots, but I think the one that's probably had the biggest impact is, is um, so I'm a, I'm a rugby fan. And I wasn't, and I only got into rugby about, started started playing it about 2002, just when England were at like their absolute oh. peak. So, uh, so just before, yeah, exactly. So, um, so I remember just kind of getting into it, really like loving everything about the rugby club as, 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 as you're kind of growing up. And then nine o'clock in the morning, going into a rugby club and everyone's, really enjoying the game and this is the world cup final and then obviously kind of going into extra time and johnny wilkinson scoring and it's just so early in the morning and everyone's having a really good time and it just it, it, it just had such a lasting impact on me how uh, how it kind of really grabbed people just seeing grown men just crying their eyes out because because <laughs> we won the game it's it's it's, it's really special so uh, yeah that, that will always be the top i think yeah, I mean, I remember that moment. I remember going to, I think we were in high school or just finishing up school at the time. I remember suddenly, this is in India where nobody plays rugby, nobody's interested, but there was a small group of us who were sports fanatics, so we'd watch anything. And next thing you know, I think for the rest of that summer or whatever, whatever we were going to school, rugby became the sport of choice to play during you know our class breaks and stuff. Just everybody trying to recreate that little drop goal. Um, it was fun. It became a little little year of uh, rugby in a school in Bangalore. Well, uh, Simon, uh, it was great having you on the show. Once again, a shout out to all the cool tech that you guys are building. I look forward to seeing it um, for some big names, for some big leagues. Um, and do keep us posted. Trickshot.dev is the website. Simon, uh, you can find him on LinkedIn as we have established. Simon Thompson, S-I-M-O-N-T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N. Yeah, common name. So, Maybe spelling helps. Thanks for joining us, Simon. Thanks so much.
right, guys, that is another episode done. And I believe this might be the last one of our fan experience series. We've done that for the month of February. There have been so many new investors on the sports tech scene over the last three or four months. So we're going to be speaking to a few of them. Stay tuned for more cool content. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Sports Tech All-Stars podcast with Roan Maholtra. If you like our show, let us know and leave a review. And if you want to know more about us, check out sportstechx.com, where you can find our latest industry reports and updates. For a deeper dive into all things sports tech, check out our comprehensive database, SportsTechDB, at sportstechdb.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us at SportsTechX on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Join us next time for another insightful conversation with a leader in sports tech.